Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey everybody, welcome into another Salem podcast after show here on AfterBuzz TV. Of course, AfterBuzzTV.com for everything Salem, pretty much everything else on television. If it comes to recaps, we do it all. I am your host, Bobby DeMuro. Joining me as always, Marissa Serafini. Marissa, hello. hello, how are you? Good, Bobby, how are you? Uh, season finale, maybe, let's be honest. Series finale? finale? We don't know anything mark? yet. We don't know if they're coming back. We don't know if they've been canceled, but I think later in the show we should debate whether they will come back or get canceled. For Before sure. we get there, though, we are talking in the witching hour. Excuse me, just the witching hour here witching on Salem, hour. season two, season finale. Uh, as always, as we get started, I know we mentioned this a lot, but guys, hit subscribe on YouTube if you are watching. If you're on any social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, at AfterBuzz TV, all one word on every social media that gets used nowadays. Maybe not MySpace, but not many people are using that anymore. Everything but that, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow AfterBuzz TV on all that stuff. She is at Serafini TV if you want to tweet at her. I am at Bobby DeMuro if you want to say terrible stuff to me. And as we get started, wow. uh, we'll bring you guys tons and tons of free content. Hours, literally, <laughs> hundreds of hours a week, it feels like, probably is. Um, as we bring that free content, if you guys want to support us, if you want to support AfterBuzz, there's a couple ways you do that. Social media, things like that, subscribing, following, all that stuff. Another way is supporting our partners and sponsors, uh, and you can do that in a lot of different places. One way to do it, one question we got for you guys today from Mazda. They've got a really important question for you. Does driving matter to you? At home. Uh, well, there's over 4 million miles of road in the U.S. to find out. That is a lot of ground to cover, a lot of highways, freeways, wrong ways, and long ways, and they are all there waiting to be driven on. So, do you take that left turn at Albuquerque or do you just keep going? Do you wake up early Sunday morning for a drive before the traffic does? Or do you take the long, winding road home for a change? If driving matters to you, just get out and drive. And why? Well, because driving matters. Thank you to Mazda for that message and all the stuff they do for us. Really appreciate Mazda for that. That's a great way to support us, to support, again, our partners, sponsors, people we work with, people we love. Excellent. I want to go on a road trip. I... And listen to all of our podcasts in a Mazda vehicle. I don't want to listen to our podcast. <laughs> I would listen to other After Buzz podcasts. Other After Buzz shows. I yeah, don't want to listen to sure. me. I'm, oh, no, I'm the last guy. Um, okay, couple things about this show, The Witching Hour, this episode, season finale, like we keep talking about. One shout-out before we jump into the show, Raul Trujillo. Got to shout him out. He played the, the older Indian, the Native American man tonight with John. Yes, we saw him, him you know, a couple times with John. Raul Trujillo, folks, you should know him if you don't. Shame on you, because he is in Apocalypto. Amazing movie. I know it's Mel Gibson. He's a little kooky, is, is putting it generously, maybe. It's before he went kooky. Though. It is before he went kooky. Or was it like as he went kooky? Mm. Either way, the man can make a damn movie. 
Apocalypse is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Seriously. It's not just a dude's action movie. There's a lot going on. If you have seen it, watch it again. Raul Trujillo plays the bad guy, the big jacked bad dude who's chasing after Rudy Youngblood for much of the movie. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who's seen it, but the end is awesome. Uh, Raul Trujillo, great job in there. You should do screening a night of that movie. Not tonight. i got to go to bed. <laughs> Tomorrow. Um, great job here for Raul Trujillo. Very limited role, but Very it's a good time. role for us to talk about with John. We see John with the American Indians, the Native Americans, a little bit, and then we see him lying on the ground. Is John dreaming? Is it another realm? What's the deal with him as we open the, the episode with him? And that's such a good question because we saw in the first episode of, t- of this whole season that he, he was being rehabilitated by the Native Americans, and they were doing a lot of what seems like witch spells on him, along with just third type of practice of medicine. So it felt like tonight it was probably a mix of both because we saw the the last time with John, he was not looking too good. No. He, he, had, he was shot and whatnot, and so now being rehabilitated again. But my question is, why? Why hallucinations again John is not mortal this much we know is true we don't know to what degree he is not he's not uh, I don't think he's a witch right can we agree on that I don't want to say he's a witch either even though he was being influenced by magic yeah a lot of people and who who was it I forgive me I, I forget who exactly says you're turning into a witch was it Sebastian I can't remember I want to say it was Sebastian saying, <laughs> look what's happening to you, you're turning into a witch. Yeah, but but he's not. And maybe that's the Native American thing. Maybe that's the Indian thing that's the, the black magic or whatever you want to call it. You know, black magic's probably a bad term. But whatever it is, he's got something Dark supernatural. Magic. We've seen the things that break out on his body. It looks like tree branches and stuff. It's mm-hmm. the, the veins or whatever's going on. It's jet black. It's not normal. It's not just, you know, capillaries bursting. Something else is going on with this dude. Something's influencing. So certainly, whether it's a hallucination, whether it's brought on by something like it could be brought on by a von marburg or something but he hasn't had contact with her you know not significant contact so you wouldn't assume that it's being brought on by somebody else it's his own thing in his own doing and i think actually now that i just keep thinking about it maybe john alden is just recuperating himself you know when people have a fever whatnot they get to the point of just hallucinating and not seeing what's actually there and maybe it's just a fever breaking because he just looked sickly he didn't look like magic was affecting him it just literally looked like his body healing himself and trying to break a fever he doesn't do much again tonight though um he doesn't do much on most nights i have a huge problem with that i'm sorry but we'll get to the end later he wasn't really tied up this time too he just didn't do anything (laughs) that's true he just basically lied in the forest all day until the very end which we'll get to in a second yeah before we get there let's talk cotton and Anne. this is one of the big ones i think everybody wants to talk about uh still such a good story yes the only, arguably the best story, maybe the only redeeming one out of everything that's happened mm-hmm. on Salem. I'm sorry. I love Cotton and Ann. I still love them together. As dumb as it is, I still want to see them together, and there's no logical explanation for and that. And I admit, Cotton and Ann are the reason why I keep coming back to watch the show. Tamsin Merchant plays Ann. They are amazing. Yes, she's great. Um, Seth Gable plays Cotton. Both of them are awesome to watch. I love the characters. It is totally illogical. Cotton, run away! It Get is away! Illogical. And now <sighs> all of her answers for them to being together and why they're even together kind of got answered and to see the reactions of what we've always been wanting to see how are they going to react when they find out when Cotton finds out 
Were you surprised with the reaction? Was it what you wanted? Um, both of them are probably too idealistic for their own good. Okay. Really broadly saying. And uh, a quick poll for the people on the live stream right now. That's another thing. We're live streaming, so if you want to comment in the yeah. YouTube chat, Marissa is looking at all that stuff right now. And if you don't watch the live stream, if you watch this later, we check comments all week. So any comment on YouTube, that dog will hunt. Um, a quick poll for the live stream. A quick poll for you, Marissa. Yes. And wants to use her powers for good. Is that A, the dumbest thing you've ever heard, or B, the dumbest thing you've ever heard? And it's the devil. Right. Okay. And this is what I said a couple like, episodes ago. And could I would love if Anne became a badass wish, but used it for good. And I think her saying that, I didn't believe her saying that. Because it got to the point where she was just saying, I'm, no, I'm using it for good, only to make cut and believe that, no, this is all for a good purpose. Being a wish can be good. And then he even answers, no, it comes from the devil, which I think it was just her act of desperation. It's like, no, it's good, I, I swear. She's, she's ignorant about this. She's being stupid Fair. about this. Look, the devil, John Jr., we see John Jr., really the devil within him. He's the tomb is what Anne, or what Mary said. You know, you're the, you're the tomb of my son. You're not my son, you're his tomb. So we see the devil yeah. in John Jr. tonight. Vessel. Von Marburg, who has been so powerful for so many episodes, cowers cowers to the devil in John Jr. And you're telling me that, that you know, fresh, green, new Anne, uh-huh. Anne Hale is going to be like, oh, I'll use my powers for good. The devil and I will work it out. Hell no! If Hell no, Anne! You are ignorant to this. You're saying it because, A, you want to tell Cotton what he wants to hear because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose him. B, you actually kind of love the guy as much out of necessity as this out of true love, let's be real. She was trying to save herself as Le- well. Let's be real. And and see, and to be honest with Anne, and I've always thought this with Anne, although she has shown flashes of, of really getting into it, she is in over her head, and I don't think she wants to do it, which is the same problem Mary's having. Exactly. The parallels, but, man, no, I'm just saying. You said it, and I was going to say it two minutes ago. She's in her, over her head. She doesn't know what she signed up for, obviously, mm-hmm. so... I'm not going to keep repeating what you said. And for her and for her to say to Cotton, you know, oh, well, I, I want to use it for good. Like, we can still be together. It's just, oh. it's desperation. Neither one wants to lose the it's other, desperate. but neither one also wants to, neither one can live the other one's life. It's a desperate plea. Until Anne pulls Cotton back with her hand, runs him into the wall, and then, oh, we got to. Uh, what was that? The familiar. Fam- literally shoving down Cotton's throat. Just like Mary did with the frog to poor George. George Sibley, we hardly knew ye. Oh, but to see Anne do this, something so evil and sinister to someone she loves. She was just trying to be like, no, I'm doing it for good. And she literally, two seconds later, does evil with it. It's one thing for the supernatural beings in this show to mess with each other, right? We look at it and we pick a team. Oh, Von Marburg, Anne, Mary, whatever it is. Mercy, whoever. It's another thing for the supernatural beings in this show to kill mortals. We look at it and say, Wainwright, ooh, that's really Mm, sad. But he died really quickly. It is a third and awful thing entirely for the supernatural beings in this show to toy with mortals. George Sibley went from being the worst character in Salem in episode one to like a sympathetic dude we wanted just to die to lose his misery by the end of season one. Yeah. Same thing now with Cotton. We look at him in that wheelchair or in the chair or wherever he is, and I'm like, no, damn it. He's the next George. He's too good for this. He doesn't deserve this. Anne, I love you so much, Anne, but you can't do this because when you do this, it makes me hate you. 
It makes me hate yeah, you. Like, you are literally the epitome of everything that he goes against. Everything. You are the reason. Like, these actions are the reason why witches are bad. Mm-hmm. These are the reasons why they strung them up and lit them on fire, as terrible as the sounds. But these are the reasons why the witch trials even started in the first place. Because people thought this people was People thought. On. But, like, you're literally validating everything that he he was against. And you're immediately doing everything he said you wouldn't do. You're not using it for good. You're manipulating him to stay. He should have been able to leave. He should have been able to do whatever. You've already kind of spoken for his soul at different points and spoken for his life, literally. You've mm-hmm. traded John Jr. for his life now a couple times. And... Get it to lock it up, Anne. It, but but, but it speaks to her. She's in too deep. She's in too deep. She is. My thing is okay. We yes. know there are other ways to subdue someone. Granted, not putting a spell. That's or she's already done that to, to poor Cotton. But I think there would have been easier, less messy of ways to control Cotton. How so? That's hard to say, but I, <laughs> I don't want to say binding. That's too simple. Spells that's already been done, but I maybe just <laughs> as simple as it might be. The power of love. No, but the worst thing about it is that, to that just stop. Cotton retains all of his mental faculties. He can still think. George was still sharp. He could still think. He could still talk. But he's not incapable of his own physical actions exactly. anymore. Exactly, and that's what's so bad about it is if 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 Cotton were were a vegetable. I hate to use that term when people use that term about humans. But if Cotton were like had been in a coma or something, it'd be one thing if he wasn't alert and overtly aware, you know, uh, uh, consciously. But the fact that he's so aware and alert and knows what's going on and his mental faculties are here, he's going to drive himself crazy knowing how his mind works. But he's also going to suffer so much. Oh, and I don't want to see him suffer. I feel really and bad about fair, that. Especially from someone he loves. And she loves him. That, and that's the difference between Does she Mary- love him, though? I want to say yes. I want uh, to be honest, and this is a good because thing. I'm not criticizing the show for this. Seeing what she did, I don't think she loves him. I, I think anymore. I think she doesn't realize she doesn't love him. I think she needs him more than loves him. She's really young. She's portrayed as what 16, 17 in the show. Yeah, she's she's a really young. older teenager. So I think that she just she doesn't love him. She never loved Maybe him. Maybe she's it in was love always... with the fact that she, he loves her. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. And it was such a thing out of necessity. Mm-hmm. It was total necessity Protection. for her. Protection. Her just against all the other scumbags and Salem. her against Magistrate Hale. Forget about the the you know the supernatural. Her against mortals. Yeah, she needed it for protection against Magistrate Hale, who we now haven't seen in a couple episodes. Um, Didn't even see him tonight. Side note: Is the last time we saw Magistrate Hale when he was licking Von Marburg's feet? Yeah. Or have we seen him since then? No, that was it. Because. Not that this has to do with Cotton, but now that I'm thinking about it, and if somebody in the chat's watching this and, and can think of a scene afterwards, I feel like there must have been... No, 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 we saw him. We saw him. We saw him with Isaac, the new start, sitting up on the stocks with Isaac. Magistrate Hale oh, came right. and gave him clothes. Okay. No, yeah, Never mind. Right. Totally right. Sorry about that. Pretty, really briefly. Isaac. Yeah. But yeah. Never mind. fairly positive I was gonna to say, his character this season. Could it have been like Magistrate Hale was dead and Von Marburg killed him? And, and No. Right, we no. saw him with Isaac. It was, he was him being very human. In a way, yeah, in a in way. A way. Um, um, so, anyways, Wendy Sims thirty one says she was not happy with Anne. <laughs> I'm, I totally one hundred percent agree. I wasn't happy yeah. with Anne either. I don't think I'm, any of us. Should I like the choice as a show. I know we criticize the show all the time. Yeah. That was one thing I really liked is having Anne do the familiar. That was a hell of a twist. But Anne, that was I'm not really happy dark. With and from someone as Anne to see Anne go this dark intentionally. 
was scary. And it's the worst kind of dark. Mary, when Mary was like vintage Mary in the middle of season one, she was cunning and mean and overtly like, George, I'm going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it from you, George. You made me suffer. And this is revenge. And so we were on Mary's side with Anne. Not only is it totally wrong because Cotton hasn't made her suffer, but Anne is doing it in the most dangerous kind of way. She thinks she's doing it as a favor to Cotton. That is the most dangerous part of this is Anne says, oh, I'm using it for good. It's Ah. my moral good. It's my decision, not yours. But Cotton, this will benefit us. This is better for us. That's the most dangerous thing. It'd be one thing if Anne said, you know what? I don't like you. I'm going to do this for revenge because that's what it is and we could see it and we'd all be on the same path. Anne is not rationally thinking about this. She's doing it for her own reasons that the rest of us are like, What are you doing? And and also just shows she hasn't been properly trained. There's no one. I mean, Mary's kind of guiding her on some somewhat of a path, but she doesn't have proper training from someone else. She didn't grow up with the knowledge. She's learning it all on her own. She needs a titabo. It's a... In, yeah, in a way. She needs a guide <laughs> other than her fuzzy familiar. She She needs an actual method of learning way of learning the craft. And let's Someone put this needs out there. To properly teach her. Her mother, Von Marburg, is absolutely not that person. No. Let's cut the crap. No. I'm still dubious of whether it's actually the mother, but she's absolutely not the guide for Anne. I and mean would have been Magistrate Hale. Would have been our boy. Gone now. Can't happen. Dunzo. He left the book. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Nope. 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 <laughs> oh, Ian. Uh, from from sad to glad, dead and gone, Titova. Yes! High five. That deserves a high five. It is about damn time. And I gotta say, my both of my predictions have now come true. Titova. Titova and Rainwright. In memoriam. And we'll even get to marry. 2014 to 2015, Titova on WGN. <laughs> On the show. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Bye-bye. See ya. Don't let the crows peck your eyes out. How do you folks at home think we feel about Titaba? No, um, it was time. It had been time for 12 episodes. It was time. Yeah. Yeah. 13 episodes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is 13. You're right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. It was time for Titaba. I'm really not that sad about it. Nope. The symbolism of the crow, what do we make of that? Or just Too like simple. a... Yeah. Well, well, also the thing is, when, when we will definitely get to the evil boy, um, but also a little John Jr. But him letting Titaba go be like, I give you your freedom back, go. It's like... That is way too simple. No way is the devil himself going to let Tituba go that simple. You knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. You knew her death was coming for something grander. Uh, what do you make of should. the eyes being gouged out by the crows? Remember, we have the seer, that whole idea of the seer right. in other I episodes. I think it's just like what goes around comes around. Yeah. She took out, what's his name? Pip, not Pip. Not Proteus. Oh, uh, 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 Petrus. Petrus, thank you. Petrus. We do too many shows. The seer. Petrus was a seer. The seer. She took out Petrus's eyes for her own selfish purposes, mm-hmm. and now her eyes get gouged out. And I mean, it literally, what goes around comes around. Yeah. Karma. Karma's a bitch. Listen, an hour after we see this, can't say I miss her. <laughs> no. Kind of no. happy about it. I'm very happy about See it. See you, Bye-bye. <laughs> Wasn't doing much for a long time. It was. It had been time I'm for a while safe. with her. Uh, moving on. Done. Okay, let's talk about the, the scene that was the catalyst for Titaba, and that is John Jr., and not John Jr., really the devil in John Jr.'s mm-hmm. body, uh, going off the deep end, the Titaba thing, Mercy 
What are we making him biting Mercy's <sighs> finger off? Good for her. She deserved that too. Mercy's weird. Mercy's had a weird character arc. She's nothing to something to nothing to something and back to nothing again. She's completely irrelevant. I'm now. tired of following her. It's why weird. is she still around? Why is she still alive? Why does Countess keep putting up with her? No one's been able to like corral her and use her, but she also has no power of her own. It's like Mercy, you either should have been somebody's apprentice and gotten used by somebody and gotten mm. into the establishment in some way, or you should have been powerful on your own. Neither one happened. What have you been doing? <laughs> Neither yeah. one worked out. And also, she just Mercy, she keeps trying to convince herself, like, I'm the most powerful badass witch ever. I am the more entitled. She has this skewed version of entitlement. I don't yeah. get where she where she gets that from. But, like, because there was the episode where she believed she was Countess's daughter, and then now her finding out that Anne is the rightful heir. It's like, oh, you can obviously see the jealousy there. So I was like, okay, we get it. You think you're more deserving. You're not. So you losing your finger? Yeah, that's... You should have lost a lot more than that. Yeah, that's nothing compared to what happened like Titiba. You should have lost a lot more than just a little bit of finger. The two people that Anne has made witches, Mercy, or Anne, that Mary has made witches, Mercy and Anne... Mm-hmm. Woefully unprepared. Now, to be fair, Mary was woefully underprepared as a witch, too, and you had Tituba bring her along and all that sort of stuff. So it's tough to get up to speed in this realm. You can't just, like, be built, you know, be born for it, and then you're like, oh, you're a perfect witch. It takes time. But I don't think it's an accident on this show specifically that Anne and Mary, or Anne and Mercy, let me get the names right, that Anne and Mercy are totally screwing up. It's a direct reflection of Mary and the fact that she's running from it and maybe never wanted to truly be in it and didn't know what she was doing at the end of the day herself. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like, I'm so, I, I think you know my stance on Mercy. I'm, she's just too much of a wild card for me to actually care about whatever she does. Whatever action she does, whoever she talks to. And she has, and I say this quote-unquote, friends. Where the hell did they come from? Who are from? those guys? Who are those guys? Who the hell are those guys? Well, first guys? of all, let's go back to the start of this scene. Um, why does she need the blood of the child first? Just to cure her skin issue. Yes. Right? Yes. It, it, it's but also there... the, the story of retaining, you know, sucking blood is retaining youth. But I, I guess I just wonder if there wasn't something that Von Marburg was doing that Mercy can't to do the something special with the blood with Dolly and the other people who had their blood drained. Maybe not. But so Mercy needs this kid for the skin issue. We have Isaac coming literally out of nowhere. Other people see Mercy going with this kid kidnapping a child yeah. in a small community. Even there this was is- like two background people behind her looking literally directly at Mercy, seeing Mercy trying to manhandle this, chi- this As- child. Be like, uh, people help her. As best I know, correct me if I'm wrong, this is not East End London in the 1880s. This is no. not. This no. is you know. This is not somewhere like that. Show. This is a small ass. Town. Everybody goes to the same church, it looks like. <laughs> and you're telling me that a girl walks in, grabs a little kid, the kid's screaming like crazy, pulls her into an alley, and people in the background are like, meh. Okay. I, I, and and I know happens. you can make the argument that, oh, well, it was the maybe people thought that it was Mercy's kid. Everybody knows Mercy. Everybody remembers Mercy. Yeah, I mean, you put a wig on her and a pink dress, she still looks the same. It's Mercy. And then, and then she grabs the kid, takes it in, and then... The only person to come around is Isaac out of nowhere. Which was very convenient for storytelling. I get it, but 
No way would that ever be feasible. I... No, it doesn't make sense. Don't, oh. I'm just going to save it. Right. Um, at least Isaac has survived yet again. Yay, yay, whatever. I mean, I, I like how he's trying to redeem my dolly, but it still wasn't enough. Still not buying the my dolly. Still love you, Isaac, but no. Let's get to the crux of this thing. Uh, Mary Sebastian von Marburg. Did you like what Sebastian did today? Letting Mary go, draining some blood, letting her go. She went and found John. Uh, obviously, I mean, based on what happened after with Von Marburg, Sebastian, you probably should have killed her. Don't lie to the frickin' devil. But right. did you like what Sebastian did for Mary? Yes. Only because the previous scenes leading up to that, I was very unsure of what Sebastian was going to do. As we know, and we say it every after show, or more so me, that he's such a creeper. Yeah. We don't know his actions. We don't know his motivations, if he's in it for himself or if he really is in it for contests. And now... So all those previous scenes leading up to this moment, I'm glad he let Mary go because, yes, I think it's from which to which, knowing how much she goes through and she just wants to, be, Mary just wants to get out of the Grand Rite and just rid of all of this and wash her hands clean. I get it. It was good of him. It might be his only redeemable act that he could possibly be capable of. And not helping Von Marburg. I think when he walked in yeah. on Von Marburg with the devil and stopped, it was like, okay. He was a lot more likable today than he's ever been. Yeah, and I think that's just probably a one act of rebellion that actually was for the greater good. Yeah, he's not going to turn around and be a star protagonist no, from... Yeah, no. I agree with you. Um, what do we make of Von Marburg with the devil with John Jr. cowering the entire show, getting killed at the end? Listen, Countess, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you bring into the world, right? It was interesting interesting turn because we always see Countess being the leader of all of this and wanting to bring upon the devil into this little boy but now it's also like oh crap what did I get myself into now I'm carrying the literally we're supposed to believe her being the badass out of, out of all these witches and for her to and yes the devil is in a little boy so it's hard to believe that she would adhere to a boy's demand yeah but it was such a turn of a character for her, I had a hard time believing it. Well, be careful what you wish for is all I can say. I think she had it coming. I would imagine people in the chat, people at home, are real happy that Mom from Marburg is dead and gone. Well, maybe dead and gone. That's kind of the, one of the big questions I want to ask you that, before, okay. we, before we get to predictions and all those things. Dead and gone. Question. Dead. Von Marburg. Gone. Dead. Dead and gone. Dead and Mar gone. Uh, Mary, blood loss, dead and gone. No. No. John, we know, is not dead and gone, but struggling in the brink of something, or is he okay now? No, we saw him at the end moving. He's okay now. Okay. He's got a lot of blood in him now. Titaba, dead and gone? Definitely dead. Cotton, beyond saving. No, he's still savable. And beyond saving her soul. Ooh. She's on the path of losing it. She's on the path of losing it. She doesn't have anyone else to tell her no, though. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. No mentors? No mentors. Mary's kind of checked out. <laughs> I think Mary has checked out. Uh, Mercy, does she have a shot at redeeming whatever power she wants or thinks she has? Or Hell is no. Mercy just... Okay. Interesting. That no. was quick. <laughs> Emphatic no. <laughs> that was... All right. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay, predictions. Let's All do right, it. Let's do it. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. 
Uh, predictions today because we have a season finale and we A, don't know when they're coming back and B, don't even know if they're coming, if back. coming back. Cancellation hasn't been announced, renewal hasn't been announced. So let's talk about that. Marissa, does Salem deserve to be renewed? I'm going to say no. Storylines, I will admit, they did leave the story on cliffhangers. Fairly interesting cliffhangers. Like, as a general audience, we're going to, yeah, naturally want to find out um, what happens. But realistically, statistically, for this show, the numbers and viewership is not there. It's not, but it is, okay, from a business perspective, I will agree with you. I think they're not going to get renewed, but from a business perspective, I'll play devil's advocate. WGN has exactly two scripted shows. Mm-hmm. We do the other one, Manhattan. You guys should tune in. We love that show. Yes. Uh, I hope it doesn't take a left turn like Salem did in season two. I don't think it will because Manhattan has to stay more with a real-world story. There's a freaking war going on. You can't go supernatural. Um, anyways, WGN has two scripted shows. If it doesn't get good ratings, they could say, you know what? Those ratings may or may not be better than the rerun of Friends or whatever we were running in this hour. Right. So if we if we factor in costs and ad buys and all this stuff, maybe it's cheaper and, and actually more profitable for us to keep it on, even if only 200,000 people are tuning in every week. Mm-hmm. If this were you know, Fox or ABC or somebody with a big lineup and shows coming, see you later. I don't Absolutely. think it would have lasted the whole season, too, to be honest. Heck, no, they'd cancel it in the midseason. If it's WGN. GN and they say, you know what? This is our foray into scripted stuff. We'll keep it around. I don't know. That's just a, that's just a speculation for me. I think it definitely could come back in season three. All things being equal, it does not deserve a season three. Yeah. And I think it should have wrapped up a little bit better than it did in case that happens. The grand right still has not really happened. No! We still are not there. We're two full seasons in. I know I'm yelling right now, but we still have not actually undertaken the apocalypse and all the stuff that is going to come. It still hasn't happened. The Malum is completely irrelevant now. We haven't seen the Malum in like six weeks. Nope. Countess is gone. Mary's checked out. There's the only person left who is somewhat capable of pulling it off is Anne. She did, but she doesn't herself doesn't know how to fully execute it. And I get the irony if Anne pulled off the grand right. I would understand the irony. She's the innocent one, the fresh one, whatever. I just you still haven't done the full grand right. No, all they're too busy beating the crap out of each other in, in churches and burning down <laughs> the place, which really didn't happen. That, that was, and, that, and put it out. That was a weird fight scene. That was <laughs> in the church with the. It was yeah. very anticlimactic. Visually, it looked cool for the twenty seconds that it happened. Yeah, but there was no payoff to it. There was literally no payoff to it. <sighs> I don't know anymore. I mean, like, that's where the budget went to the fight scene. But I just there was nothing from it. I just don't know anymore with this show. I'm sorry. I just don't know anymore. Um, anything we're missing? Any last thoughts on Salem? Any final words you'd like to get out there? It's been an interesting season. What are people in the chat saying? Um, Do we dare look? Uh, they <laughs> Wendy Sims thirty one says, "Dang it, John Go and guns ablaze and saves cotton." Why not? That'd be amazing. Why not? <laughs> Why the hell not? That'd John be a turns, very happy ending. John turns the weapons on and to save his bro. Why the bleep not? <laughs> I'm telling you. I like this Wendy Sims 31. That's a smart take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I don't know what else to say about this show. Season one was campy and funny and cool and historically kind of accurate at points. Season two just abandoned all of that, and I don't know what to attribute it to. 
It just—it's a disappointment. It's a dis- If this show went in sucking, we could make fun of it every week. But mm-hmm. it didn't go in sucking. There was tons of redeeming stuff about season one, and then season two starts, and I look up four or five weeks later, and I'm like, "What the hell am I watching?" Yeah, what's going what on? What happened here? And I think the only really interesting person was Anne. Yes, in Anne season two, absolutely. They their story arc was way more fleshed out than all the other characters. Because it arced. John because didn't arc. Mary didn't arc. Tituba never arced from day one practically. No. Von Marburg didn't really arc. She just hammered the same point until today when she arced and then she died. Mercy didn't arc. Mercy Mercy's so kooky. I'm a fan of Mercy because she's so kooky, but her arc was not an arc. It was more of an up down roller coaster. Yeah. It's the only character that arced in season two was Anne. Things Change. She developed. She developed good and bad. We hate her today. You know, hate and jokingly like no, we hate like, what she we did. We love to hate her because exactly she, she's such a good person. We root for Anne just because we anymore. know where, where she started from and the fact that she's going down a path we don't want her to go for. We're still rooting for her to turn back, turn around, and go back the other way. <sighs> Driving a Mazda, turn back. Boom. There you go. On that note, uh, that is it for us this week. Really, for season two of Salem, that's yeah, all. That's it. It ain't. It, I don't think it's coming back. I guess we'll see. Uh, social media, Marissa. Where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Seraphini TV. I am on Twitter at Bobby Demuro. Salem's done. We're done. Season Salem's two's done. done. We'll see you guys around. High five, Bobby. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 